Hello and welcome to the Ladies Best Life podcast. I hope you're feeling good today and I want to start, before we get into busting a few fitness myths, I want to start with a massive ask. So you guys will know by now that the Ladies Best Life podcast is put together to help as many people across the globe to stop trying and failing, but to actually try and succeed. Now, what we've noticed is that we've had a fairly consistent amount of views, but it's not going up. And without bringing in advertising and all of those different things, which will probably end up getting on your nerves, which it does with mine when you're listening to podcasts, we need you to share it. So for us to help impact the world and for me to impact the world, I need your help. Whether it be share this with a friend, whether it be actually subscribe to it, whether it be like a screenshot it and share it on your social media send it to family, whatever you can possibly do, even rate it, watch it on YouTube, as well as um, listening to it on your favorite kind of podcast channel. It will all help. But what I see a lot of people doing, and this is kind of more people um, in their kind of 30s, if you like, maybe 20s, they share stuff. But the women I help with kind of don't, they keep it all to themselves. But if you've achieved an element of a positive change through me, why not share that with someone else? Like, do you not want to give that gift to somebody else? That's the ask that I've got, because if if this podcast isn't going to grow and if it's not going to go anywhere, we're going to have to bring it to a stop, which I don't want to do, but it actually has to be, you know, growing and helping more people because otherwise there's not really much point. We've got the same amount of people who are listening to it week in, week out, which is fantastic. And I massively appreciate you being here. But with anything, we've got to grow, we've got to evolve, we've got to make it bigger, we've got to help more people. And that is the whole idea of having the free podcast, of having the free emails, and of having the free Facebook group. And if you're not in all of those, then obviously get yourself in them. But then from there, share with people. You know, and if someone doesn't like it, cool, at least you've done your bit. Imagine if you could commit to sharing this with one person every single week for the next six weeks. It would be a game changer for your friends, but it would also be a game changer for me. So that's my big ask. So now let's get stuck into it. So I've got a few different myths that I want to kind of go through with you today because I get asked so many questions on my socials every single week. And I thought, why don't I share these on the podcast? These will be really good. So these are the ones that I've had over the past kind of like four weeks starvation mode what is it first and foremost so the idea of starvation mode is that you are not allowing yourself the food that your body needs and therefore your body's metabolism goes down so let me go through that again so basically starvation mode activates when you're not feeding your body enough and then the body's metabolism goes down and you gain body fat that's the myth okay now The way I explained this to the coaching club not so long ago was imagine if I put you in a room, I took away the door and there was no food in there. Okay. And I left you in there for a week. Do you think by your body's metabolism going down, you'd gain weight for not eating for a week? No. Starvation mode is a myth. It's not a thing. And here are some reasons why you could get confused by it. So we've recently had a lady come into the coaching club for the six-week challenge that we did. She is eating more, but she's losing weight. But it's her perception of eating more. So beforehand, this lady was grabbing food on the go, kind of reactively, and it would almost always be higher calorie foods. But now she's eating frequently, so three meals a day. 
and she's eating better quality foods, which aren't quite so calorie dense. It feels like she's eating more volume and eating more frequently, which she actually is. But the foods that she's eating aren't packed full of calories so much. It's not grabbing for the biscuits. So that's why sometimes we can think that starvation mode is a thing. You know, so if you're eating less in regards to your meals, but then at the weekends, you're going out four times, you're drinking, and that's where your maybe your coach or your personal trainer has said to you, you must be in starvation mode in the week. But what is actually more than likely happening is that you're under eating in the week. So then you're going into a bit of a binge at the weekends. So actually your overall calories are still too high. Okay, so starvation mode is not a thing. Okay, yes, metabolism can slow down and speed up and all those different things, but it isn't actually as responsive as what you think it is. The bottom line here is if you're not losing weight, there could be something underlying like PCOS or underactive thyroid and different things like that. But I would almost guarantee that you're eating too many calories. And just have a think about it. Just have a look at it. And often we hear people say the term, I couldn't possibly lower my calories. But it's because the foods that they're eating are really packed full of, you know, packed full of calories. So if we could just swap some things around, actually you get more volume. So if you look at like um, a massive plate of veggies, you can have, you know, loads of grams of vegetables, right? And it would probably come to less than 100 calories compared to a massive bowl of pasta. You're probably looking about 600. So the volume is the same, but the calories inside that volume is completely different. And this is why inside the CC, we say to optimize your fruit and vegetable intake. And it's not just for calories, because even if you look at it from bang for buck, when you're looking at calories and uh, nutrients, sorry, not calories, when you're looking at nutrients inside pasta versus veggies, you're going to get so much more bang for your buck when you're looking at the vegetable side of things. So that's first one starvation mode. The second one is that cardio is best for fat loss, that you need to run, you need to cycle, you need to swim, you need to do spin classes or aqua aerobics in order to lose and burn body fat. This isn't true. Yes, cardiovascular exercises are great for um, stamina, for endurance, for heart health, for, um, you know, there's so many things why cardiovascular training is very good. But when we actually look at fat loss, first and foremost, your food is the absolute answer. The amount of calories that you're bringing into the body is the thing that we need to look at first. Like if you think about the fact that we've got a leaky bucket, right? The best way to plug that hole is going to be with looking at the food intake and the calories. Because there's an age-old quote that's like, you can't out-train a bad diet. So if you're trying to exercise loads because you're eating 2,000 calories, like to burn 2,000 calories or you know 500, even 500 calories, it's going to take a lot. It is really going to take a lot of effort. So we need to make sure that we're looking at what is the most effective way to do this, the minimal effective dose right? we're looking at. So when it comes to cardio is the best for fat loss, it's not true. Because say, for example, you run 5K every day, you're probably only burning half of what your Apple Watch says. And that could be 500 calories, your watch says, you're probably burning more like 200. But then if you're eating 500 calories, you're still going to be in a surplus, okay? 
Whereas if you go, right, I'm going to run for enjoyment. I'm going to run for heart health. I'm going to run for escapism. I'm going to run for, because I want to book in for a 10K and have that sense of achievement, right? But don't run or do any exercise, to be fair, just for fat loss, because it's not the most effective way to do it. And if we look at cardio versus strength training, the more muscle your body has, the higher your basal metabolic rate will be. So what that means is the more calories your body will burn at rest. So if you've got your body into a state where it's burning more fuel at rest, you're becoming more efficient. So that 1500 calories that you were having before, your baseline is now higher. So it's going to be burning more of the calories that you're consuming. So that 1500 calories is going to be going quicker. Okay. I'm trying to say this in the most simple way. Now, it takes time for your body to build muscle. It takes time for fat loss to happen in a safe and effective and a long-term way. So please don't feel like you can rush this. And outside of doing the strength training three times a week, progressive overload, doesn't need to be anything crazy, can be done at home. Feeling those muscles may be a little bit sore the next day can sometimes be a good thing, but it's not always the only indication of the muscles working. Like you'll feel those muscles working when you're doing bicep curls. You'll feel them working when you're doing squats. That's what matters. Alongside, um, obviously, first and foremost, we've gone down the route of saying that your calories are queen here. So we want to make sure that you've got good food quality, but also that your calories are not in a surplus. because if they are, you are trying to plug a bucket with something that isn't going to work with paper, for example. So from that point, once we've got calories in place, once we're then doing strength training three times a week to raise up the basal metabolic rate to get more muscle, then we need to look at NEAT which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That is like me recording this podcast right now. I'm stood up. I've been for a walk this morning. I'm going um, to meet a lady who's actually going to be talking at our June event, which I'm super excited for. Um, but then later I'm going to go for a walk and it's absolutely pissing it down here in Manchester. I'm going to go out and go for a walk, get my steps in because that is neat. That is movement. That is keeping your non-exercise activity up nice and high. It's like, standing up at your desk it's parking further away from the supermarket it's going for a walk after your lunch it's um walking to the gym instead of driving all these little things stack up when it comes to neat so cardio not the best for fat loss cardio also not the best if you're wanting to look toned muscles you know that's what we're looking to build if you're wanting to see that kind of toned outlook but the the most important thing to consider here is exercise full stop is not the best for fat loss it's managing the calories coming in. Point number three, weight training will make you bulky. I've been called hench in my time. I've been saying that I look too stacked and I need to slow down on the weight training, which is mad because if you actually think about things, I've never been anywhere near a level of being hench in my opinion, but this was probably a 70 year old lady at Bannertines that said it to me. So yeah, we won't take advice from that one. But weights don't make you bulky ladies. Like for you to get bulky, like... Arnie, for you to get bulky like someone that you look up to who may have a bit too much muscle for your preference, it's fucking hard work. You know, when people go, oh, like I wouldn't want to look like you, you're a bit too bulky. I'm like, don't worry, you won't. You won't get there because it's fucking hard work to get bulky. It's hard work to see a lot of muscle on a body, especially a female body. 
men have the advantage of having slightly higher testosterone in most cases so that means that it is easier for them to have more muscle but it's not still easy okay we need to make sure we're having adequate rest we need to make sure we're training enough we need to make sure we're not training too much so that the muscles actually have space and time to grow in between sessions we need to make sure we've got enough protein did i always already say that i think i might have there are so many factors that go into it so you lifting weights three times a week is not going to get you hench please, please, please consider that. And when you see girls doing bikini, um, what's called bikini competitions, and they're up on stage and they're shredded and they've got lots of muscle and you can see it, the majority of those are on performance enhancing drugs. Okay, so they're on steroids, they're on human growth hormone, like they're on things that are making them look that way. Some of them are injecting uh, testosterone, like there's so many different things that they're doing um, that you wouldn't ever comprehend or consider. But what you see is them lifting weights in the gym, eating their protein. So you think, fuck, if I do that, I'm going to end up like that. You honestly won't. Okay. So trust yourself, back yourself and do it, do an eight week experiment. So if your goal is to lose weight, let's get you in a calorie deficit first. And if you're not sure what that needs to look like, head over to the coaching club worldwide website, click at the top, there's a calorie calculator, put in your information and it will tell you how many calories you need. Um, then you've got a MyFitnessPal guide on there. So if you're not sure how to use MyFitnessPal without it being a fucking nightmare, download that guide and you can then basically start yourself off without any help or guidance from a coach or a personal trainer. Then over the next eight weeks, you're going to be eating in a deficit. So eating just a little bit less than your body is burning. Increase your, your kind of daily movement. And I don't just mean like running or going to the gym. I mean like standing, like we talked about earlier, your neat. And then weight train three times a week. Do it for eight weeks, see what happens. Okay, and if you're not losing weight, you're not eating few enough calories. So you're eating too many calories. Okay, so the next one, the more I sweat, equals the better the workout or the more successful the workout. Here's a little insight for you. I train three to four times a week. 99% of it is weight training, although I am about to start running, which I'm super excited for. We're doing a team coaching club running day up in Manchester. So we're going to go to Tatton Park, um, which I'm very excited for. But anyway, so I train um, majority weights for now. It's going to be changing soon. I don't sweat. I literally like I do have um so when I've had my bloods done in the past and I've understood more about my kind of like uh, genetic makeup I do have like blockers that stop my body detoxifying as well as it could do so that means that sweat is uh kind of not so easy for my body to do so why my hands and my feet are always cold um so yeah so but what I want you to consider is a lot of my ladies will go to the gym and when they first join us, they're like, oh my God, I'm not sweating though. Like I'm not doing HIIT training or I'm not going to spin. Therefore, this can't be effective. But you don't need sweat as an indication of a good workout. And for anyone who is here going, well, fucking hell, like I walk in the gym and I'm sweating buckets. That's equally okay. Okay, we're all different. We're all different humans and it's absolutely fine. But I want those of you who are maybe coming into the world of weight training who may be a bit like me and who don't sweat so much. You might have a tiny bit of boob sweat I sometimes get, or um, like sometimes if it's a hot gym, so like abroad, I'll have a bit of sweat like trickling down my back, but that's it. Like that's minimal, right? But they are not my indic. Like I don't go to the gym nine times out of 10 and go, oh, I failed because I didn't sweat. Okay, because it's not an indication of a good workout. Okay, it can be an indication of what's going on in the body. So like I said about myself earlier, detoxification isn't happening as well as it could do 
So that is telling me, okay, I need to work on that more. So limit my caffeine, limit my alcohol, get in saunas more, um, and also look at what else I can do from a supplement standpoint to increase my body's detox detoxification pathways. Um, but more sweat does not mean better workout or successful workout. Okay. Obviously, if you're going to do spin classes and stuff like that, you're probably going to sweat because your body's going to get hot and it needs to get rid of that energy. But, you know, like I've even said this before, and I think I said it, I hope I said it jokingly, like sweat is your body fat crying. Have you heard people say that before? I'm actually cringing at that right now. It's fucking not. It's your body's way of getting rid of excess um, heat. That's all. Okay, so Sweating more does not mean hard workout, does not mean successful workout. Sweating less does not mean useless workout, okay? Please, please, please do not allow yourself to believe that bullshit. The next one is that you can spot reduce body fat. So people come to me and they say, what do I need to do, whether it be exercise or certain foods that's going to um, lose weight off my stomach? What exercises do I need to do to lose the weight off the back of my arms? What do I need to do in order to lose the weight off the inner my, uh, my inner thighs? We can't spot reduce where body fat comes off. It doesn't like if you want abs, you could do fucking crunches and planks and sit ups and bicycle crunches till the cows came home. And you, if you're not in a deficit, if you're not removing the fat off off the top of them via what we've talked about earlier, it's not gonna go. <laughs> it's always going to be there so I see so many people like do this do this workout and you'll you'll lose fat off your arms and it's bullshit or or if you drink this particular type of fluid you will lose weight off your tummy absolute bullshit and it's basically marketing for people trying to get you to sign up to their thing because they're hitting your pain point of the fact that you've got stomach fat that you're not happy with but listen, right, and research this as much as you want. You cannot spot reduce body fat. There are certain things that you can do, for example, that may reduce bloating. So that may make you feel like you're losing stomach fat or it's not even your stomach, but fat around your middle. It's not true. You're just eating foods that aren't making you bloat as much, which, by the way, you shouldn't be bloating from foods. And therefore, you think your perception is that you're losing weight off your middle, but you're not. Okay, so the only way to be reducing body fat is to be in an overall calorie deficit from the foods that you're eating. We want to, like we talked about earlier, increase your NEAT and your uh, resistance training to help your body to be more effective at reducing and burning body fat just when it's doing what it does every single day. The second to last one, women need different exercises to men. They don't. We don't. We don't need anything different. And it's, it's all based around preference. And I've said this quite a few times. The best plan for you is the plan that you'll stick to, whether that be exercise or nutrition, whether that be lifestyle interventions, like, you know, um, how you're going to use your calendar, how you're going to plan your food, different things like that, or mindset. Some people like to journal. Some people like to go for a walk um, without their phone. Some people like to meditate. Some people like to go away for three days and switch off from the world. It's the same for exercise. The best thing for you is the thing that you're going to stick to and enjoy. Because if you enjoy it, you're more likely to stick to it. So for exercises, like why do you think you'd need to do different for men? Because men's outcome is different. Is that what you think maybe? But from you going on and doing seated single arm rows, but a guy's doing it, 
you're going to be doing a different weight. You're going to be doing um different amount of reps. Probably you're probably going to be doing a slightly higher amount of reps. You're going to be, if you're trying to lose weight in a deficit, whereas if he's trying to gain muscle, he'll be in a surplus. So there's no reason that we should be doing different. The only thing is, is that you're unique and you've got to do what you enjoy. For me, I fucking love lifting weights. Love it. Especially the kind of learnings that I've had over this last year and really focusing on biomechanics. Like it's my absolute fave. And I now can't wait to translate some of my body's power into running. I'm excited for it. But I don't get put off by the big boys, you know, lifting the weights in the gym and think, oh, God, I should really go and do cardio because, you know, as we've said earlier, one of the myths are that cardio is the best for fat loss. It's not. Look at the people who have a physique that you want. So coaches, trainers, whoever it could be. How do they train? How can you mimic that, but also make sure you enjoy it? And the final one, point seven, is that skipping breakfast will aid fat loss. Okay, the only way that skipping breakfast will aid fat loss is by putting you in a deficit. It doesn't matter about, you know, fasting periods. It doesn't matter about, um, you know, allowing your body to kind of like not have food. So it it like kickstart, like some people use the, the term kickstarting metabolism. That's bullshit. It's not a moped. You can't kickstart your metabolism. You know, no, ma- no matter how many shots of ginger you have every day or fucking bulletproof tea or whatever it's called, like, you're not going to be able to kickstart it. So the only way that skipping breakfast can aid fat loss is because it will reduce the amount of calories that you eat throughout the day. But this is what you think will happen. You know, I'm going to skip breakfast. So then that's an extra 400 calories saved. So then I'll have lunch, I'll have dinner, and then I'm going to be in a deficit. What actually happens, ladies? What's the reality? You skip breakfast, you're fucking starving right? It comes to 11.55, you're like, right, inhale my salad or my soup or whatever. And then you're still starving. Then you have an energy slump in the afternoon. So you're like, right, I'll just have a biscuit. You have one biscuit because you're starving. You're like, right, I'll have six. Oh, fuck. That's probably my breakfast calories gone. Then you get home, you have your dinner and you're like, oh, well, I've already fucked it now. So I may as well just carry on. So you have a massive portion of your evening meal. And then you're like, well, I've already screwed it. So I'm just going to go and have pudding. Anyone feeling seen? (laughs) I know a lot of you will be and don't stress. It's absolutely fine. But skipping breakfast isn't always savvy. I couldn't do it because I would definitely be that person. I'd be like, oh, like fucking new, new and off the Teletubbies and want to be eating everything. So actually, by having the three staple meals a day, it helps me to reduce my snacking. And most importantly, because I'm actually a fan of snacking, I quite like it. But most importantly, it stops me going around like Nunu and then demolishing and eating absolutely everything because I'm ravenous and my hunger is a two out of 10, where I would normally try and eat it, probably a four out of 10. So skipping breakfast, it's a personal preference. Some of you have come to me and said, you know, I actually feel really sick when I eat breakfast, so I don't want to do it, or I'm still not hungry. But if you're not hungry, that says to me, you're probably eating too late. So you want to have probably around a 12 to 13 hour window between food. So I personally will try and have my evening meal around 5 p.m. Because I've found over this past probably six months that if I have dinner at 7 p.m., it impacts my sleep. So I would rather have an earlier dinner have longer without kind of uh, eating in the evening. And then if if in the evening you struggle with snacking, you've got to think, what is it that you're like, what are you doing that for? Is it physical hunger or is it emotional hunger? Are you bored? Are you tired? Are you stressed? Are you frustrated? Are you overwhelmed? Will you eat a carrot or are you only eating chocolate? 
because if it's only eating chocolate and you can't stop yourself and you're not eating because you're hungry, it's emotions. And you need to look after those emotions and address those emotions rather than just trying to suppress it with food. So for me, I'm in a pretty good emotional state. Um, I am meeting myself where I'm at. I'm addressing when emotions are coming up. So I'm not really using food as an emotional crutch at the minute. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I nail a pack of biscuits in one and think that was because I was tired. Okay. And tiredness is generally the one that gets me the most. Sometimes it's overwhelmed, but I'm pretty good at journaling and taking myself out for a walk and decompartmentalizing everything to understand it to a greater degree. So it's understanding yourself, paving the path for yourself, creating your own routines. Okay. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. It doesn't matter what anyone else tells you to do. You've got to do what's right for you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope those seven myths have been helpful to debunk together. Like I said at the beginning, please, please, please share this. Please, please, please share this. Like we want to keep this podcast going. We want to keep it so that it's helping as many people as possible, but it's there's no point doing it if it's the world's best kept secret. And obviously, if, there, if there's a reason why you're not sharing it, maybe you don't find it beneficial. Maybe, you know, there's something missing from it. I'm open to feedback. I want to grow with you with this. So thank you for listening. Have an incredible day and I'll see you next week.